0: Yeah, sure. Old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmidt and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, I have some information on the NHL season. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. So we're all just sitting here on a November day, wondering what's going on with hockey. I know we're all missing it. I'm missing it, even last night. I was sitting there watching TV, um sometime late in late in the afternoon, and I was saying to myself, I should be at a hockey game. I should be at my, you know, down in Bridgeport, you know, watching the Bridgeport Sound Tigers down there. But right now because of what's going on in the world, we don't have hockey. So, what was I what was I doing? Well, I was watching the last NASCAR race of the season, and something you really don't I really don't do that much. And I haven't done this for a long time. I actually sat and watched an NFL game, so you know that there's, you know that I'm having issues there. So, where is the NHL and its planning for the upcoming 2020-21 season? Well, the NHL and the NHL Players Association announced on October 6th. We're going back a little bit that they have, that they shifted their target date for starting the uh, the new season to January 1st, 2021 after thinking about starting the season on December 7th. So, apparently they're, they they're not going to start December 7th. So, the NHL and the NHL and the NHLPA have been discussing you know what the players want for next season. Now, as of last week, the NHL had had negotiations with the NHLPA for a return to play so they haven't really they haven't I mean these guys both sides haven't really talked about anything okay now the return to play committee is made up of about 10 players and you know at some point they do have to start talking if they want to get this upcoming season going so right now it's all up to the nhl players association any nhl to get together and you know come to some type of an idea of what's gonna what's gonna happen for next season all right so you know where's we just still don't know we do know that the nba and the nba players association got together they can get together and they're going to start uh, December, I believe it's December 22nd. So, you know, maybe maybe this will be a, a kickstart to the NHL players coming out and saying, hey, you know what, maybe we, we need to meet up with the NHL and start talking about some kind of a season. Now, what would next season look like? Well, there's been talk about a start date of January 1st or mid-January. All right, that makes sense cuz you know, think about you know, the work stoppages and everything that they've had in the past. They've actually started, you know, sometime toward the end of of mid uh sometime toward the end of January. Now, this means that we're going to have a shortened season. You know, that can mean a season with 64 games or as low as 48 games. I mean, we've seen it in the past when we've had the the whole, like, lockouts and everything else, and they've started the season in January. Okay, so, you know, according to leak sources, a 48-game season is considered to be the minimum at this point. So, you know, 64 games, 48 games, you know, you know, that, that looks doable. You know, you're going to have regional, probably regional divisions, so... It's it's doable. I think it is doable for the NHL to at least get in, you know, some games. You know, whether it's sixty-four or forty-eight, you know, that's it makes sense. Now, after the shortened regular season, the league does expect a traditional sixteen team playoff format. So you won't see a twenty four team, you know, with play ins and all this other, you know, qualifyings and stuff like that. You're not gonna see that. You're actually gonna see what you know, you're going to get your regular playoff hockey back. All right, the regular playoff format: sixteen teams, you know, eight in each, eight in each division. You know, who? But you know, who knows what they're going to do as far as you know. You got to think about this one. You got to think that you know, are they going to do wild cards? What are they, what are they going to do? You know, as far as like who's going to qualify for the playoffs? And the thing is, the league would want to make a traditional playoff. You know, make it as traditional as they, possibly, as they possibly can. All right, they would want to maintain the competitive competitive integrity of of the playoffs. And and I'm they, I mean, they had to go back and do something last. You know, over the summer, they had to do something for those teams that were like just barely there and could have probably made the playoffs. You know, if the season would have continued, a team like the Rangers or um. Or Ed, or like the Rangers, or the Islanders, or you know Carolina. You know there are there are two reasons the NHL might want to get its shortened season and traditional postseason tournament done um, as quickly as possible. All right, you know they want to get these, they want to get it in normally. All right, so the biggest priority I think is going to be the. You know to make sure that the 21-22 season gets started on time with an 82-game schedule. You know that that's their main goal is to get everything back on track. All right. You also have Seattle coming into the league next season. You have you know the Islanders you know playing in their brand new building on um, in Belmont next to Belmont Park. So you know there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there that they're you know that they want to get done you know and they want to get this done for the 2022 22 season now there's also talk that the NHL wants the season to you know wants to get its season in before the start of the of before the Olympics because the Olympics were moved so they want to get everything they want to get everything done i would say by the end of june because this way they're not running into the to the Olympics, which is scheduled to begin on July 23rd. So that's that's the way it looks right now. You know they 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 want to do it's going to be a shortened season. You know traditional playoffs. You know we don't know what kind of a I mean we know it's going to be 16 teams, but do we really know you know if they're going to do a wild card? What do we, what are they going to do there? So, and how are they going to break this up if they're going to have different division you're going to at least have four divisions in the, in the, um, four regional divisions could be four regional divisions here in the States and one in Canada. So they're going to have to try to figure out how to work that, you know, how to work in, you know, five, five, five divisions or whatever. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks and see what happens, you know, as we go on you know closer to thank maybe closer to thanksgiving we might have an we might actually have an answer for this now you're probably saying well the players have been off the ice for a long time and well they haven't really been off the, well if you think about it it's almost like a regular normal off season except for everything was pushed back so what do you th- what are the nhl players doing to get ready for the next season well the nhl Has allowed teams to begin, uh, allowed teams to open up their facilities for voluntary workouts on October fifteenth. So, you know that's something I really didn't hear about back in October when you know I, I'm up on a lot of things. Bruins, I'm looking at their website every day, and I didn't see anything about that. So that's good to know that that there are going to be that players can go to their training facilities and work out. Now there's a 19-page um, there, there's a 19-page document of protocols for social distancing, as well as increased health and safety measures. A team needs notice from at least five players before reopening its facility for voluntary workouts, and the maximum of 12 players can be on the ice at the same time. So basically, this is all stuff that was um, for their volunt- stuff that was in place when they had their voluntary workouts. Before we started the uh, turn the the playoffs uh, up in Toronto and Edmonton, so this is this is basically what they're doing. You know what they're what they did back in uh, I would say back in July or even June, June or July. I can't remember. So long ago. Uh, players and staff who participate in the voluntary off-season workouts are tested for COVID nineteen. At least twice daily or weekly. So at least twice a week. So basically, yeah, they're they're basically setting themselves up for what they are for what they did back uh, before everybody went to their bubbles. So this is this is pretty this is a pretty good idea that they that they're doing this. Um, anyone who has COVID nineteen must undergo screening as as of last week roughly half the league's teams have opened their training facilities so everybody's so basically people are opening up their training facilities i'm kind of hoping that maybe around like after thanksgiving you might start seeing some of the bruins show up at warrior so because i haven't heard of any bruins that have reported to warrior yet once you know once the players are back in their playing cities they are advised not to skate at any public rinks instead using the team facilities as long as their facilities have opened now most players however are still at their offseason homes including many in Europe and that are in various levels of lockdown all over the world so it's it's I don't know I would think though that well no guys guys go could go home I guess I don't know you know, I thought that there was a travel ban to to different countries. So I don't know. I don't know about that one. I really don't know about that. But at least now we know what's what's going to happen when, when players start arriving at their facilities. They can use their facilities right now. So it's going to be interesting to see which when when uh, some of the Bruins players arrive back and start skating again at Warrior. I'm thinking sometime after Thanksgiving. Once they once they get a lockdown <laughs> lockdown, once they get an idea of what these um what the season and um and uh, training camp will look like. Now you're probably saying to yourself, "Well, the Bruins played for a while, you know, during the summer. So did the so did the Tampa Bay Lightning, the New York Islanders, the Dallas Stars." You know, all those 24 teams were, were were up in Canada playing in a tournament. And so you're probably thinking, what happened to the teams that haven't played since March 12th? The Sabres, Senators, Devils, Sharks, Kings, Ducks, and Red Wings did make the expanded 24-team tournament. And those players, uh, the players on those teams, have not been on the ice together since March 12th. All right? Now, there was talk about these te- that these teams could get together this fall for a preseason tournament to stay fresh, but that never really got off the ground. So I, that's one thing I didn't, even, I didn't even know about, that there was actually going to be some type of a tournament that these guys could play in. I mean, that would have been perfect right now. I mean, you know, baseball is over. You don't have NBA right now, and you only have the NFL and college football on the weekends. So that would have been that would have worked out pretty well, you know. Put all these teams into a bubble city, you know. Maybe bring them all to Toronto, you know. Have like a little mini tournament. It would have been fun to watch on television, you know. Maybe on a Saturday night, watching you know the Senators take on the Sabers or the Devils and the Sharks playing. I think that would have been fun, and it would have filled the void that we all had, all of us hockey hockey fans have. So. That would have been a really cool idea, but you know, they could have they could have done something, you know, to to maybe maybe give not only those players you know a little bit of, you know, chance to, you know, stretch their legs, get back in playing playing shape and everything else. And also for us fans. You know, the for the fans that would have been great cuz like I said, we would be there watching on a Saturday night with a cold beer and you know, enjoying hockey when it's supposed to be played in October or November. Uh, Regular season training camps are expected to be about two weeks long, which is kind of normal. The seven teams though, those seven teams could get about an extra 10 days of training camp. So that, 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 that works out for them. But I still, I still would have liked to have seen them pull off this like little mini tournament. It would have been fun to watch. You know, would that mean that? You know, how much would they be ready for the season? But still, you know, it gives them a chance to stretch their legs and everything else. Now, how is the NHL going to deal with the Canadian border issue? Well, I, I said that I said that last week that there's going to be there's a good possibility that we're going to have an all uh, all Can, Can, Canadian Canada division with all seven Can, Canadian teams. The Canadian border being closed for non-essential travel was the hurdle for the NHL's return to play last summer and not much of that has changed. I mean, I think it's been very clear that one possibility is to create a Canadian division. So you'd have Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary and Vancouver all in this all in this like Canadian uh division. Jeez. Drawing blanks today. I don't know why. Senior moments. Another another issue in mind with the border crossing, and this affects the American Hockey League. You know? Affiliates for the Ducks, the Oilers, and the Flames are all based in the United States. Okay? So... If if the border situation remains the same, a mandated fourteen day quarantine would make recalls may, mostly impossible here. You know how you going to call up a guy? You know you're going to have to call somebody up. You know from from let's just say the Oilers call somebody up from Bakersfield. You're going to have an issue. The guy's not going to be able to play right away. You know maybe. Maybe one. that's one of the reasons the, AH, the AHL is also considering an ca- all-Canadian division. With the possibility of temporarily moving the Utica Comets, Comets uh, the Bakersfield, Con- the, the Utica Comets, who are the um, Comets, are the uh, affiliate for the Vancouver Canucks. You have the Bakersfield Condors, who are with the Edmonton Oilers, the Stockton Heat with Calgary. So those teams will probably wind up moving up to Canada for the twenty 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 one se- or the twenty one season. I should, say. I should just say the twenty twenty the twenty one season, not the twenty twenty one season, because there isn't going to be any. They're not going to be playing in twenty twenty. So the the upcoming season, I think they could move their minor league affiliates, and I mean it's a it's a good idea move their minor league affiliates to uh, their home arenas just like Winnipeg like the Winnipeg Jets have with their affiliate the Manitoba Moose and the San Jose Sharks with their team the Barracuda. So, you know, moving their teams to their home home rinks would 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 be a possibility. Now, the NHL could also expand the rosters like they did the playoffs. Teams were allowed 23 teams are allowed 23 active players on the roster. Now, with with this whole entire setup there could be a possibility of expanding 26 to or you know expanding the roster to 26 or 28 players which i think would be good you know i think the roster for the bubbles when they over the summer were 30 to 35 so i think it would be a good idea if they if they got a chance to expand the roster a little bit you know you could see 26 to 28 so that's a that's a pretty good idea. I mean this way you're not really fussing with guys coming over the board, you know. You know, you're not fussing with you're not fussing with guys traveling. I mean, I know I know it's a short distance between Boston and Providence. But still, you know, you're 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 still sitting there with, you know, having to move guys back and forth between states. You know, this goes for, you know, you know some a team like the New York Islanders who have their team in or you know the Islanders who have their team in another state or the New York Rangers who have their team in another state same goes for the devils you know who knows what, what at that point we don't know what the what the travel what the traveling is going to be between the states either so i think it's a really good idea that they they expand the roster you know to 26 or 28 players um you know, maybe maybe even expand it to thirty. This way, you get enough guys in there, and it will give you an opportunity if you expand the roster to play to have players coming in and out of the lineup too. More, you know, this way, you know, you probably will see like Jack Stanika get more 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 playing time, and you know, Vakanainen getting more playing time, and all these other guys that would be in Providence are going to be up there. I know they're not probably not going to get a lot of playing time. You'd rather have them get the playing time down in Providence, but I think, you know, because of what's going on, I think this is a really good idea. Now, could we see a bubble next season? I don't know, maybe the NHL would group, could group the teams into four different hub cities. Now, we're talking about the divisions. If they split off into divisions, you can, you know, into different hub cities. One of them would be in Canada, where all seven teams would be grouped together. The other three would be in the United States. So basically, you would probably have one up here, up in the Northeast. Maybe, you know, maybe have the players play in, I don't know. We'll just say where they're playing up in, playing up in, you know what, we'll we'll just throw out a city. I'm just going to throw out Buffalo. Let's just say, you know, one division, you know, one division in the United States, which is going to be all Northeastern teams, you'll probably have all those guys in a bubble in Buffalo. You'll probably have all the guys in the South, you know, maybe Carolina. Carolina or even, yeah, I would say either, probably Carolina, probably Carolina or even, depending on how how they do this all shifting depending on how things are going i would probably say carolina for another um, chicago for another and then probably if you're talking about you know the west i would probably say los angeles or even or or, or even arizona so who knows but it's it, it's it that that's a tough call you know that one's going to be a tough one you know, like postseason, like the postseason bubbles. You know, teams could be housed in hotels around those arenas. You know, with frequent COVID testing and restrictions and restrictions on on access. So, the thing is, I don't think the players would agree to um, regular season bubbles. I mean, they have their families to think of. They want to be around their families. You know, they don't. They wouldn't want to leave them back home. I don't think the Bruins or any team would like would like to avoid players opting out of this season. I don't think they would. And the last thing we need is, you know, a bubble situation and we have a Tuca situation again. But this time it's not, or or maybe he just opts out. So we don't know. You know, maybe there's a possibility of starting the season inside local arenas and have teams travel on on a traditional schedule within their regional division. I mean, you know, the MLB did it. You know, and here's the thing. Players tested positive, but nobody ended up in the hospital. Not that I not, you know, not that I know of, you know, games. Yeah, sure. Games got moved around, but they were able to play a shortened season with the playoffs in the World Series. And they did play their games at home. OK, so the NA they MLB played all their games at home. You know, the NFL is playing all their games at home and they're they're doing all right. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have a, you're going to have a guy, a player test positive now and then. Okay. The same thing's going to go with the NHL next year. All right. You're going to get guys that are going to get test positive. You know, the NBA, which is going to start up, they're going to get it. So people are going to get this. All right. People are going to get, people are going to get this. And, you know, it's something that they're going to have to live with, you know, but, you know, I haven't heard of anybody being, you know, none of these players you know they they have symptoms they play they're testing positive but i don't think anybody actually ended up in the hospital so that's a good thing and i think that that's a positive to this whole thing is that none of the none of the players ended up in a hospital on a respirator so you know that's the positive to come out of this okay now the ultimate goal for the nhl right now is uh, to have fans in the arenas now. I don't think we'll see the TD Garden at capacity, but I think we'll see social, uh, socially distanced fans in the near future. So that may mean maybe a 25% capacity, which means that you know maybe just it's going to be open to season ticket holders. So that's going to be an interesting to see what happens. But they do want to, you know, I I would. I mean think about this like I said you know the NBA the N- uh, MLB did it they did uh, they played home games you know in their home stadiums without fans uh football's doing it right now the NFL right now they're doing it with with without fans or with limited capacity so I think that the NHL has you know, that's their ultimate goal is to end to do what these two leagues did, and I have a feeling that they're going to get a chance to do that. They're going to do that this year with a limited, and then maybe later on, or maybe I w- I don't know if they're going to do it. Um, I don't know if they would go out and do it right away, but you know, I think maybe twenty five percent capacity. While the NHL hopes to have. A, You know, have a limited uh, capacity crowds for the regular season. The NHL really wants those, probably really wants those uh, fans back in those arenas for in time for the Stanley Cup playoffs, if local restrictions allow for it. So that's that's mainly, you know, I could see I could see them doing, you know, doing a regular season at at the TD Garden, you know, with no fans, and then. For the playoffs, I would say that's when they that's when they should allow fans to come in at 25% capacity. But we really don't know what the restrictions will be in the state of Massachusetts for the Bruins to actually have fans in their in their stands. because I know right now the Patriots don't even don't even allow have don't even allow fans, you know, at Gillette Stadium. So maybe things could change by by Jan, by the time the playoffs start in April or May. So, that's where we stand right now. You know, there's not a lot going on in the league right now. You know, there's just talk and talk and talk. And that's all that these guys, that's all that these, so the NHLPA and the NHL do. That's all they do is they talk and talk and talk. And I'm like, listen, these guys got to get together. All right? These guys got to get together and talk about this get something get something done here you know we're 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 in the beginning of november we should be playing hockey but what we need what these two you know two groups need to do is get together and start talking and get something you know at least have an idea of what you're going to do and you have to have an idea by thanksgiving because if you don't have an idea about thank you know an idea around Thanksgiving, you might as well just that. means you're really going to rush through things, and I don't want to see this thing rushed. I want to see this thing thought about because there's a lot on the line here. Not only is there you know a season on the line, but you also have players' health on the line and everything else. So who knows what the what's going to go on? But these guys need to meet you know soon and gets get stuff get stuff rolling here so we can actually have a season, okay? Cuz right now I'm bored I'm going to be bored out of my mind. So, I've been bored out of my mind cuz you know, a year ago I was up in Boston, kept getting watching a watching a Flyers Bruins game at the Garden. So, who knows what's going to happen. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at hockeynascar413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Please please contact Believe at Believe.com. If you would like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins podcast, go to the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page, And we'll set up a date and time to record. All you need is Skype or Zoom. And it doesn't all have to be about the Bruins. We can talk about anything hockey. You know, anything. We could talk about the Boston Bruins, the Providence Bruins. You know, what's going on. You know, talk about Bruins prospects. We'll talk about anything Boston Bruins. So, thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins.